The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Other expert men's are going to argue, and then who's the first best is going to get a kiss from Vinny. Brown, brown, <laughs> brown. Thank you, Demi, for a uh, kiss from Daddy. I will never stop equating the McMahons to the succession. I, I, they're just always going to be the. They're always going to be the Roy's. Like I'm sorry, that just is it always is who they're going to be. They are who they are, and they know it, and they know mm-hmm. it, and I think they love it. Like, I, I bet do. they secretly love it. You know that if no one else, you know that Steph and Trips watch it every week and they sit there, get, look at each other, go like... <laughs> I, I, think in the, I think in the back of their head, like, their whole thing in case of emergency, well, I think part of it was the sexual assault allegations, but since that didn't work, I think their next thing would definitely be like, oh, well, we'll just do a reality show about us, like the Kardashians, and I'm trash, and I would watch. <laughs> If look, trips, Steffi Steph, if things go bad and y'all decide that you want to do like not a totes deeds, but do like a Kardashians or like a um, like that kind of version of um, a story. Yeah, I will watch it. Yeah, your brother's available. So Shane's available, and so is the sneaker closet. It's a really compelling storyline because he's hasn't he's got like three sons, right? And they've got three daughters. Exactly, it writes itself. It writes itself. We haven't even introduced the episode, have we? No, who cares? <laughs> three wheeling baby. Is like Al isn't here again. Like, yeah, no, that's how you can tell. <laughs> Welcome back to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Eradford Cater. Oh, baby, mm-hmm. snap, snap, nice. snaps. Danielle Radford, and I am joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Send Books. <laughs> Send Books. Send Books. It is both a pun and something you should do. Send books. Don't send flowers. I sent somebody flowers for their birthday this week because I know that friend loves flowers. So, mm-hmm. uh, flowers. It was 50 English pounds for like so expensive. a very moderate number of flowers. I could have sent her like four books for that. Yeah. And now I'm mad at myself. Four of my own books, which I would have then benefited from. <laughs> But Thank what? you for presents now when it comes to like the flower holidays, which to me is basically just Mother's Day is the flower yeah. holiday. And then like Valentine's Day, if I'm dating someone, I tend to go with a moderate amount of flowers enough to be like, yo, I know it's a flower holiday and yeah. then combine it with like, but you know what? I also know that you love those fucking Trader Joe's chocolate covered fruits. Yes. I know, I know that you, I know that you love like the chocolate covered strawberries that come through the mail and they're all like perfect and vacuum sealed. I know you like a good bottle of champagne and it's like, these are at least things where I can be like, I can, I can help with brunch. Yeah. The flowers are bad. I I say, let's cancel flowers. I'm canceling flowers. (gasps) Flowers are canceled. (gasps) Uh, I'm canceling flowers. (laughs) Let's normalize sending books. Books are even cheaper than sending greetings cards. They are. So let's send books. My books, preferably. But anyone's books. books. 
<laughs> send books. If you send books, there is a different thing when you go through USPS for it's media. Cheaper. Yeah, it's media actually mail. yeah, because a lot of people are like, "Well, books are heavy." No, no, no. Mm-mm-mm. Media mail is cheaper. Yep. Let's just let's just keep welcome that in mind. Welcome to the information hour. That is nothing Look. to do with wrestling. Uh, welcome to books oh. and boots. Next, I uh, you know, it, it's it. it's fall weather here in Los Angeles. So um. truly, truly, it is book weather. It's not really. It's not. It's not SummerSlam weather. It's not Money in the Bank weather. Mm-mm. It's not anything that could be happening in the month of July weather. It's miserable. So I say, let's make it summer. She We've says. decided it's summer. Well, and, and speaking of summer, so when this is published, it will be summer and uh, it'll be like July 15th. Hopefully by then we'll actually have had a summer. Lindsay Michelk, you will be in England on a book yes. tour. Woo! I will. I'm stepping into future Lindsay. I'll be in Sheffield staying with my brother, presumably. Oh, no. No, don't say that. Yeah, not that. Fighting I, to the death about. I love him so much. I really like genuinely. I fucking adore. I love him too. I adore Door Lindsay's brother. But I think brother. everyone knows. I like to think he's a secondary character on the podcast. He kind of <laughs> is. This point. And you know what? He likes what he likes and that's fine. But I will be at his house actively not talking about wrestling, but presumably watching wrestling tangential YouTube channels because that's where we've settled on a safe space. <laughs> Bobby drops me off and leaves. Bobby can't bear to be a part of it. So, <laughs> so oh, don't that be nice is to Bobby. Hardcore sibling behavior. Like, oh, <laughs> two hours of people just saying how much they love you. Uh, I will be at the Hates bar next it. door. Sometimes he'll just go and hang out in the Apple store. The, the well-known bastion <laughs> of joyous people and sibling love. It would just be like, shout me when you're done. Two hours in the Apple store. Uh, there is uh, no one who will humble you more like a sibling or a niece and nephew. Uh, they will let you truly, know right away. Like you, truly. I watched you pick boogers. Like we do not, we're not doing this. <laughs> um, so like we said, this episode is being recorded earlier than it usually is. All the way on Juneteenth. Juneteenth. This is how much I love y'all. This is like fucking Black Independence Day and I am doing the podcast. I, yeah, you really, you, you actually shouldn't, I should just have to do this on my own to make no. up for like a lot of stuff. It should, I would never Julian shouldn't be here, you shouldn't be here, <laughs> I should just be me and the Vince McMahon you puppet Vince apologizing <laughs> for everything. I didn't even know about Juneteenth until I moved to America and I have to admit, I know we're post-Juneteenth when people are listening to this, but I think it's still so relevant. Even after I moved here, I didn't know about it because the corporation I worked for didn't acknowledge it and I didn't really learn about it until the episode of Atlanta and that is super fucked up. So if anyone's listening to this, especially in the UK where it's really not something we know about and you are curious and you do want to know... Please go and look on the internet because all of the information is freely available. It is. And I will say this. Juneteenth was very much like a regional, especially like Texas, because those are the folks that were like involved. It was very much a regional thing and a regional kind of party, like for Texans or people who migrated north from Texas, um, people who migrated around like Atlanta, again, like the south, like really does. But I feel like it didn't become a national holiday until like two days ago. 
um, yeah. in most places. Yeah. I feel like last year, and I feel like since 2020, I've been getting it off, but yeah. never before that. This is the first year um, I had a meeting canceled today because someone emailed me yesterday and they were like, we completely forgot that tomorrow is Juneteenth. And I'm yeah, like, it's a I new federal holiday. Banks I are closed now. Did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's right and proper and it should be, and I am excited that it's being observed by everyone except for us <laughs> right now. Oh, oh, I am 100% going to order like really shitty LA barbecue. LA barbecue yes. sucks. I, I have to. But also, in addition to that, ooh, hold on. I'm getting Julian notes. Hold on. Breaking news. Dee, 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 dee. Julian says, since Juneteenth is 619, should Rey Mysterio make a red, black, green, and yellow mask? Baby, don't give me ideas. <laughs> if, well, we are recording this, we are actually recording this whilst Raw is on air. Yeah. So if that happens, I now expect you, Julian, after saying you should be able to take this off, I'd now like you to do two jobs. We uh, <laughs> produce this podcast with one eye on Raw in case that does happen. Well, and it would be especially because Julian's our little friggin' Afro-Latino baby. It would mean He's so much. I want it. I want this for you, Julian. Also, I wish to be alerted to any um, and all Juneteenth references on WWE. I want to see that promo. The face I, I just made. Promo. Julian, that is not an excuse for you to clip this and not tell me because I don't have makeup on. At least warn me with the face I just made. Also... <laughs> 619, I guess, as we're saying now, also marks a special wrestling anniversary that we are going to give some extra attention to. We're getting right into that main event, baby. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Get a life, kid. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit. WWE I love Kate. I hate Look at this face. And a hard fight victory. Live, pal. What? <laughs> on June 17th, Vince McMahon voluntarily, I, I, I could not be using quotation <sighs> fucking fingers harder. Vince McMahon, inverted comma, voluntarily stepped down as the chairman and CEO of WWE. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Sorry, Nation of Conversation. Julian here from the future with a little correction. I got my dates wrong on this when I was writing it out. Vince actually left WWE in June on a temporary leave pending the conclusion of that internal investigation that the company called for. Uh, then on July 22nd, he announced his retirement on Twitter. And ironically, that's the day that we published this episode. So it's extra timely. Thanks. So even though he's back or like whatever. That day was the last time Vince had unshared power of the company. Earlier tonight, my father, Vince McMahon, retired from WWE. Now we can take a look back on the twists and turns of the past year and how we feel about the future of WWE. Ooh, I think just to kind of start off with, um, so Vince leaving, it kicked off. We got like really super hyped. We were hyped on yeah. this podcast because we were like, oh, yeah. get him out, get him out. Um, <laughs> it was our version of lock her up. Like we were yeah. <laughs> on fire that day. It's like, oh, now I finally get how they felt. They're wrong, but I get how they felt about that now. Like, oh, this oh. is that, right? <laughs> we were doing the robot in Zoom meetings. It was mm -hmm. embarrassing. Do you remember mm. where you were when you found out? Because I remember where I was. Like it's very, it's a very clear memory. To oh, me. I was, uh, I was at home. I was writing, and then the group chat, like all of a sudden, 
like I started getting like, and I don't have uh, notifications on Twitter because that is not smart with my well, ADHD. You don't hate yourself that much, so yes. It's I good. also yeah, all of my texts I also don't have notifications for with my ADHD. It's not a thing. But so I went and checked Twitter, and I was like, huh. I haven't tweeted anything. <laughs> I wonder why I have so many ads and people DMing me and so many texts and holy shit. Because yeah. anytime something happens in WWE, you can guarantee one of the four of us is going to get a lot of goddamn texts. Like yeah. all four of us. A lot of messages. Yeah, I was at home. I was in Jeff's office. Jeff, uh, my husband's at home and he cuts TV shows and he has an office in the back of the house and I was in the office. Another periphery um, Titan Fights character. <laughs> yeah, another, another another secondary character. He's not in the main titles, but you all know who he is. And I swear to God, I lost my dick. Like, I was <laughs> totally jumping lost my around. Dick. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, one of the cats was freaking out because I was freaking out. And I was just like, oh my, I, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was so excited. I think I fully did. If you remember that episode of My So-Called Life, if not, look it up, where Angela is like, and then I woke up and I realized... I was finally over Jordan Catalano. I mean, spoiler, she wasn't. And then she just starts like <laughs> dancing on her bed, like when I'm a walk and I strut my stuff, and I'm so strong. Ow! And it's so cute. Um, that was fully me. I was fully like dancing with my cats, like the end of fucking the Black Wizard of Oz, the Wiz. When it's like, can you feel a brand new day? And then we did. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say, I was like, it was. It really reminds me of when I remember where I was when Hillary got the nomination and i remember standing in the living room going like oh my god this is like a a, a groundbreaking moment and then i remember watching cody announce aew standing in the living room going oh my god this is a groundbreaking moment and i gotta say next time i feel a groundbreaking moment coming on i might just have a sit down um, I think I'm a because, yeah no I will be seated yeah. I will not <laughs> historically no more these things have not played out well for me so far um, but I guess I mean if nothing else his his privilege in the company and his his control in the company has been tempered yes and we've all got those fantastic photos of him with the mustache. Who knows if we would have gotten what those if this hadn't happening? happened. He has evolved what? into his fullest, darkest form. In the midlife crisis, if we do, you, like, does I he mean, know? He looks mid like the, is Mid is generous. It is generous. But like, what does he in not the know? end stage crisis? <laughs> he literally looks like the devil cartoon on like a package of deviled ham. Like, did no one yeah. tell you you look yeah. like the literal he looks devil? like an evil ringmaster in a mid-tier movie who's about to like give Zac Efron what for you know like he's like he's about to tell off a former Disney star for singing their music too loud like it's it's bad you're upsetting the lions you know I (laughs) it's wrong it's wrong it's it's cognitive dissonance like you look at it and your brain just knows that it's wrong and it can't tell you why but you feel it on a molecular level especially in the new photos they're new now hopefully by this time they've updated them where he straight up looks like if someone fed in 1940s hunk Vince McMahon into like an AI engine. Like he literally. 1940s newspaper man in a screwball comedy, but he's the villain that doesn't get the girl. He literally. That's what he looks like. I think that he 
feels like he looks like Carol, like uh, 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 like Errol Flynn or like yes, Cary Grant. Yes, like full Clark Gable type Clark, thing Clark Gable, in. yes. And it's like, no, baby, you look like an evil person from a movie. Yeah, you, you look, look like, like the like villain in a movie. Because it's coming out through your pores. And there's no holding it in anymore because we Mm-mm. all know. We all know. Um, and I, I, I'm glad because it's important when the outside matches the inside. I think yeah. that's important. So I love that for us. Yeah, I love this for us, and I love it for him because it's time that we yeah. knew. No, and it's and and we should know, and everyone should know, and also like. I'm good at, at seeing like tropes, but there are so many people in that WWE kitchen that I can't really tell a lot of the different tropes. Have you noticed a lot of like Vincey stuff that's come back? You know, I was I was thinking about this because obviously in the golden afterglow of the moment, everything was so beautiful mm. and we were so happy and everything was a celebration and everything was good and all our faves were coming back. And then, you know, there's an, inevitable come down when things start to settle and then mm-hmm. people are like oh maybe it isn't going to be as good as we thought and it's like oh shut up um and then obviously the worst possible thing happened and he returned Ugh. the worst possible thing i mean not the worst possible thing because trips is still with us and even though stephanie said fuck y'all i'm going home trips is still there so that's yeah. important i just i really really and this is so thanks to mike all those years ago on the podcast where Mike just said, I'm going to stop reading spoilers and stop reading Twitter oh, and stop reading Dirty. He's truly so smart. I just want to enjoy it. I really don't engage beforehand at all anymore. I I'm trying not to. I just want to enjoy it. Like, it, yeah, it's hard to avoid certain spoilers, whatever. But I just want to enjoy my thing that I like. Um, I like analysis, and that's the problem. Is that yes, like I like, I like analysis. When, I like when smart people do analysis, but those same smart people often also do speculation and spoilers. And it's exactly, like, oh, and I like why can't when I smart have people both. do analysis, not people who think they know better when they're actually basing it on absolutely nothing. And no one enjoys wild speculation as much as I. I love but it, but I like to keep it in this realm where it is safe and contained. And I see so much stuff when. And I've had this conversation with people I know um, who may or may not have been mentioned already on this podcast today, <laughs> who are just like, oh, well, that's so Vince. That's so Vince. And it's like, it's not, you can't just say, I didn't like this. That's clearly Vince. Yes. It's not always Vince. It's quite often Kevin Dunn. Um, and, and, and a lot of it is just culture. A lot of it is just culture. And Triple H is not. The second coming. I mean, he's the second coming. I mean, God forbid he'd be the second coming of something else. But, like, he was never going to come in and deliver. If you asked him to bring you French fries every night for a week, he's only going to bring you French fries five out of seven nights. Like, two of those nights, he's going to be like, I was all out of French fries. I brought you tots. Is that okay? And you might think, oh, actually, I was super in the mood for tots and I didn't know it. Thank you. But then on the final night, he's going to be like, all we had were boiled potatoes. And I'm going to say, go fuck yourself. So you can't (laughs) just immediately say everything you don't like is Vince. Because sometimes the people you love give you the things that you don't like. Because like you say, the culture. Um, I just, to me, the positives that outweigh the negatives, the things that I see that are so clearly not Vince... Obviously, we had those couple of weeks when he first came back and there was unpleasantness and it just felt like everyone was afraid. No one knew what they were doing. But I think we've settled now. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, the thing I always point to, apart from the fact women are on my TV, oh, is women. Corey Graves. Corey Graves to me is, and Michael Cole, like commentary. Commentary is where you really see it. Is I where agree. I really see it. Like Corey Graves, absolutely killing it. Wade Barrett calling out <laughs> toxic masculinity. Like, yeah, that's not Vince. That's um, not Vince, is it? I will say this. I'm going to use that term that uh, uh, that I use sometimes that Julita is going to delete. The one thing that I could really say 100% is Vince is Brock being the Terminator. Like Brock being the person who is like, where's the nearest black man? I can destroy him. Like that is, and that's not Brock's fault. He just wants no. to be on his farm with his hot fucking wife. Like- right. And he's Brock really fights fun. The people he wants to fight too, so he's approved. Well, yeah, he's so just fighting his friends, but Vince has come to him and said, "It's this fella now," and he's destroy gone, him. Okay. Well, and sometimes I do think Brock is like, "Hey, I would like to have a match with this person because, like, I could elevate them." Oh, and you just want me to give them five suplex cities and then go the fuck yep. home? I mean, I guess I'll yep. do that, but like, <laughs> I don't Can necessarily do. like it. Can I just, do, I want friend. him, I want him to stop throwing around black men. Yeah, and well, that's a Vince I mean, thing. That's Vince. Oh, and Cody. Black men and Cody. But as we know, one and the same. And Cody Rhodes just walked into the beast trap. This predator. Insatiable need to hunt. Caught his prey. One of the civil rights leaders of our generation. Of our generation. We're so lucky to be alive at the same time as We really are. My feeling is that the positives have so far outweighed any negatives yeah. with regard to the product. Am oh, I, him being gone is nothing but A fucking plus plus pluses. Yeah. Am I terrified for what is potentially in the future? Yes. Do I have the faith that I had a year ago no. when he was gone? No. But I'm still able to watch it, which is... <laughs> A real blessing. It's at least <laughs> watchable. Because I remember we've gone through periods where I've been like, can we just like not talk about Raw and Smack? Because we we aren't yeah. happy and I don't want to do a podcast where all we talk about yeah. about wrestling is stuff that sucks. And then we pivoted to NXT and then... Um, anyway, so one of the biggest things fans have talked about that they've loved is that the mid-card titles seem like they're getting more love. We're getting longer uh, wrestling matches, even like more yep. technical uh, matches. Yeah. The shows feel like they're more put together. There's more of a through line instead of it being like, yeah. he is the next act, Sonny. It's like, oh no, there's like a storyline, you know? <laughs> the best example of this, and I could point to a dozen, Gunther. Like, I'm just going to say oh. the word Gunther to you, and I'm going to hypothesize that his run would not have existed in this manner were the evil ringmaster still pulling all of the strings. Yes. And I'm not saying that maybe he hasn't sat down and come around to it now, because if he hasn't, he's even more of a fucking idiot than you would believe. But it's he's one of Triple H's guys. Yes. He was given so much leeway to develop this character and develop Yes, because you need time to develop people that people love. You can't just like expect someone's going to hit, like, in, even in four months. Yeah. Tonight... It's the greatest night of your sad lives because it came here. Because you came here tonight to see the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time. 
every big match against every big person, we were like, oh, well, that's it. He's going to lose it now. Or like, oh, he had that amazing match at X pay-per-view, but now he's going to lose it. And he kept it every time. Every time. It's not one of those uh, title reigns. And I, I, again, I don't want to shit on her because I love her so much, but it, it's not the Bianca title reign where it started to go stale. Like, I don't feel like Gunther's reign has gone stale at all. And maybe they should have actually looked to his reign when they were developing Bianca to how to keep it fresh. Uh, I really think Imperium adds something to him, his two guys, but they don't feel like lackeys. They don't no. feel like enforcers. It no. feels like they just really respect him and yeah, they just he kick really it. respects them. Yeah, it's not fully like, oh, we're his just... <laughs> because... <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but to go back to an old English phrase, an old English saying, bum lickers. They're not his bum lickers. No, they're not licking no, his no, bum. No. They're they not brown nosers. Him. Yeah. No, they're not brown nosers. They respect him. He respects them. And they all work together because they truly believe in the validity of his reign and i just can't think of how this would have been allowed to go on this way and give us match after match mm. sorry to borrow the shameless but banger after banger, banger after, after banger. banger i really he ought to hand that over because if anyone's been having banger after banger after banger it is gunther, it is um, gunther. the length of his matches the style of his matches the storytelling of his matches None of that would have happened two years ago. Well, and that is a thing that, like, I, I look, I, when it comes to the Attitude Era, a lot went right, a lot went wrong. I like factions, but I think it's because I like comic books. So I'm always like, different superhero teams going against other teams. <laughs> so that is one of the things about this is, like, these factions, there were a while where every faction was, like, prop up one person and no one else, everyone else is just there for TV time. These factions from... Imperium to the Bloodline to you know uh, uh, Judgment Day we got LWO. Judgment Day yes even, even the club like the you know they're all doing something and and you feel like they are different people who are part of a team but it's not like they're just standing around to like be lackeys like it feels yeah. like everyone has a place where they're meant to be I'm still feeling you know uh, uh, people every time Vince shows up they're like Vince is here and I'm like well are they in Connecticut. <laughs> they're in Connecticut. He lives there. He's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna come he's say hi. It is, oh, it's in MSG. Yeah, he just he just popped in. Yeah, he's gonna um, hang out. But I feel like it's still working. Yeah, I still feel like it's still in development. I don't feel as though, aside from those first couple of shows mm. where clearly people were freaked out and didn't entirely know what was going on, I still feel like we're a work in progress um, for the better. Um, I was very down after WrestleMania with the blood, the way the bloodline stuff played out with the brand split. Um, mm, mm-hmm. now we're kind of, kind of looking like the brand split doesn't matter so much as they told us it was gonna. Remember when they were like, nope, this is the one, this is yeah. the one. Wasn't that like two months ago? <laughs> yeah, it was like one minute ago and now it's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everyone's on everything. Lol, 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 lol. Multiverse, um, multiverse of madness. Multiverse, uh, it's multiverse Spider-verse, of uh, the Flashverse. Right? Everyone's uh, just pointing at everyone. But I, <laughs> I still feel like, you know, I, 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 I was very sad that Sammy, neither Sammy nor Cody were going to get their bloodline uh, catharsis, but maybe they are in a different way. I'm really enjoying what they're doing with it right now. I think it's just going from strength to strength. 
with that core storyline of the mm. core family and that's where I always had to go and it's easy to say that in hindsight um that you're like oh yeah no this totally makes sense but that's why you have to hang with it I do think the women's division needs some love it does uh, need some I massaging think we need right some now love and some attention um but if anyone is going to be in charge to do that I would rather it was Paul agreed Vincent 100% agreed. I do, obviously, like, the crowds have gotten bigger and better because we're, like, so beyond COVID, like, the initial phase and the quarantine phase that people were like, it doesn't exist anymore. It does, poor mask. But I do feel like it improves the shows, although I'm not going to lie. There was actually, when WWE is up against, like, a fucking hard stop, when they're up against something, like, terrible, they yeah. will innovate because they yes. have no choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they, they, they love money. Um, and they're not going to miss out on it. So pops to the Thunderdome. <laughs> Pour one out for the Thunderdome. Yeah, I the, obviously the crowds are so vital. The crowds are such an important part. It's been a few weirdly spicy crowds lately. I think having the premium live events in um, other countries, countries other than the US, has been mm. genius. Mm-hmm. We've had fantastic, fantastic, scorching red hot crowds. I agree. Uh, no, it, it is. I'm sorry, because we they keep going to the same places in the US. And it's like, yeah. they're yeah. all going to fucking show up and they're going to yeah. show out. Go to Montreal, they're going to be red hot. Go to Puerto Rico, they're going to be red hot. Go to London, it's going to be red hot. Ooh. Like, it's just smart. I've noticed there has been some less than desirable crowds at at the weekly shows recently. Like, there was a a raw crowd that just were unbearable. They weren't popping for anything, but then wanted to sing Seth's song for, like, 20 minutes over anything else that was happening on the show. Uh, That's not my favorite. I saw a Smackdown recently where they were watting the bloodline. Like, what are you? Come on, man. I mean, you've not come to have a nice time. You've come to be an arsehole. You come to be an uh, asshole. So don't do it. Don't what Finn Balor. Don't what the bloodline. You're asking for trouble. You're asking for me to come and give you a smacked bottom in the <gasps> words of James Kennedy from Battle yes. Pump Rules. Uh, I will give you a smack bottom and put you in a timeout. Uh, so don't do it. So big crowds, yay. International crowds, double yay. Don't be a wanker. Triple yay. Um, also, but, I think yeah, Don't Be yeah. a Wanker could just be like our overall podcast. And that yeah. would make a great a great wrestling t-shirt. But if you wore a shirt to a wrestling show that said Don't Be a Wanker, you'd just probably get the shit kicked out of you because it's, mm. it's a lot of wankers. There's <laughs> a, a lot, lot of fucking wankers, wankers man. So like, many. Like, what are we doing? What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, let's not be. But then, you know, that's why this podcast exists, for the non-wanker community. And I'm so proud to be a part of it. Ah, for reals though. All right, so now I'm going to be a fucking wanker. Other than when Vince eventually dies in the chair, and that this is a quote for many people, I'm not being like a 70-year-old needs to die. I hate to let everyone know that it's inevitable, you know? It is, Whatever it is form coming. he leaves is <laughs> is okay. Um, but I would never wish death on anyone. Um, so... <laughs> okay, not anyone. I'm sorry. You're right. Lindsay made a little shaky face. I I'm mean, like, nah, I'm, nah. I'm not anyone, but, but certain yeah, ones, certain not people, death, probably but, not. Uh, probably not due to whether or not I like what they do to wrestling entertainment, though. No, no. I mean, more to do with how they've treated human beings and <laughs> and, and women uh, as as a group, uh, and you know, other other large groups of humans. That's all. Look. There's, I have a list of people I would uh, 
butterfly affect us all too and go back and kill yeah. us a baby and I that's all that's i'm saying it. and i not we're not saying that you should kill these people or that we will be happy when these people are no longer on the planet we're just saying i'd rather they didn't have influence yes yes, yes and yes, it's yes. the best way to remove that influence is for them to no longer be part of uh to no longer engage with the human race and that is all what it is that's what we're saying that's what we're and saying. hey, maybe the afterlife is dope. I don't fucking know. Have you been there? I ain't never been there. Awesome. Maybe we're all maybe wrong. it's dope and for Vince everyone. And going to be like the king of it, and then I'll, that'll learn me, won't it? That will learn. That'll me. learn us. Uh, that'll learn us. <laughs> so who knows? No one. Um, so other than just any way to get Vince out of that fucking chair and gorilla, what are your hopes for WWE in a year from now? Oh, I'd like to see Candice LeRae win a match. <laughs> that's like my very Even, low just bar. like one just like one match it just sounds like it would be a really good idea because she's really talented and she's fought all your faves oh and- i know and she's just the bestest and um with the seeming by the time this episode airs i'm afraid I, I can't look quite so clearly into the future but the seeming reunification of the women's tag team champions from mm-hmm main roster and NXT, even though that is like literally how it was supposed to be in the beginning anyway, so Mm -hmm. go off. That's one less belt for women's to hold. Um, What if... (laughs) That sounds like the opposite. I'm sorry, that sounds like the opposite of the moon speech. One less step (laughs) for women. One less belt for women. (laughs) One less belt for women. I'm really hoping, this would be my hope, and it is total pie in the sky. It's based on nothing. I, while we're handing out new belts willy-nilly, I would give my, I mean, the saying is my right ball. I haven't got a right ball. Uh, But I would give someone else's right ball for a women's mid-card belt. It's time. Let me have one. I want it. Float it if you have to. But sweet baby wrestling Jesus Give Candace something. Give Shotzi something. Give Dana Brooke something. Give these women a reason to come to work. Like, do a tournament. Whack it on Candace. Whack it on Natty. Like, let Natty inaugurate it. Give you know? it give it to Natty because Natty, I can't, I don't want to, it's not my job to put limits on someone's career. But she has been doing this for a really long time. And I think at a certain point, she is going to want to step back and go more into a trainer Her role. body won't be able to do it forever. I mean, with the best will in the world, Natty is, what, my age? Natty is our age. She Natty's is our age. She is at least four zero and, years And she old. has and been doing this a long time. And she's been doing it for longer than people have been taking care of their bodies. And I think when we look at people now, like you look at an Austin Theory and if he stays, on, he stays healthy and uninjured... That man could wrestle for his entire life because he's been doing mm-hmm. this forever, but he clearly takes care of himself. All of the wrestlers now are doing their DDP yoga. They're doing their stretches. They're taking yes. care of their bodies. Yes. Uh, the 40-year-olds in wrestling now, aside from a very narrow few, your Finns, your Kennys, they were not doing that in their 20s. You they know? didn't know because, because you weren't, cause you weren't a man. You weren't a yeah. man. Yeah, you don't stretch. How dare you? Get out there. Like, yeah, it, eat, it's like, eat it, a barbecue sandwich and get out there and give me five solid minutes. Like, It very much reminds me of, um, I know, it's Ted Lasso, um, but there's like a moment in Ted Lasso where Roy Kent is like, well, let him play injured. I played injured all the time. And another character had to be like, you can't walk upstairs. 
Yeah. And yeah. and the guys now, um, and, and the bros and the sisters in the locker rooms are like, hi, I would like to be able to play with my grandchildren. Yes, exactly. I would like to not have to have multiple hip replacements and I other would, things. I was about to say I would love for as many of them as possible to retain their own hip. Yes. For as long as they are able uh that that's my dream for them so what i would like to see a year from now is a, a women's mid-card belt and stretching classes more stretching classes <laughs> maybe that, i think look. that's a space that wwe could own stretching i think so what would you like to see what do you want to see a year from now all of the different ways that the bloodline storyline has happened has been amazing i think yes i want more i want more emphasis on women's matches but i want that for everyone all the time i'm hoping that Vince just like does that other thing and like leaves the show that I, the shows I like alone. I am really interested in what is happening with NXT. Although there are a lot of people out with injuries right now and I'm hoping Uh it's not because they were pushing themselves too hard, but that's really it. I just want less Vince. I can't blame everything on him, but I can blame a lot of things on him because he did it. Well, and we have precedent, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, for example, if somebody had been indicted of a crime uh, and they're innocent until proven guilty, mm-hmm. but you've got a lot of evidence, a lot of first-hand like a, like evidence, a bunch. and a, a lot bunch. of precedent that suggests they've done these things before, it's really hard not to jump to conclusions and say, I reckon they probably are responsible for the thing they've been accused of. Um, mm. And a lot of the very bad stuff two people who might be friends in their personal lives um, might be responsible for the bad things that they've been accused of. Oh, yeah, they're probably And I can see how you would get there. I would see how you would get there um, if you were presented with a lot of historical evidence and precedent. That's Um, a true story. So if Vince hadn't been such a tremendous scumbag for his whole life... Oh, his entire life. whole entire entire life. life. Mm -hmm. And just given us a catalogue of scumbaggery to choose from... The worst kind of catalog. Um, <laughs> maybe we wouldn't be here now saying make it go away. However, that happens, you know. But yeah, but we that, are. That's a good wish to be like. Just a year from now, I'd like the Vince of it all to be over. And however that happens, I don't. However I'm not. Happens. No, look, it's about to be the age of Aquarius. Don't let me put out negative shit into the atmosphere. Um, if you've got any thoughts on this new era of WWE or on the dawning of the age of Aquarius, you can let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And when we come back, we've got some things from wrestling that we would like to share with you. And that is up next on Tides and Fights. Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, However, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that, but... And our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun, just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. Hi, I'm Ketchup. And I'm Socks. And I'm Ball Bearings. And I'm Pigeons. 
And I'm Water Towers. And I'm Cardboard? Surprise! We're actually humans. Humans making a podcast about those kinds of topics. Because those are real episode topics on the podcast, secretly incredibly fascinating. That's a podcast where we take ordinary seeming things like ketchup and socks and cardboard and bring you the little known history and science and stories that make those things secretly incredibly fascinating. Secretly incredibly fascinating! The title of the podcast. Hear the back catalog anytime and hear new amazing episodes every Monday at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tides and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, joined today by Lindsay Kell. Hard sigh because we just did something over the break that we're like, man, we're not where I'm not wearing makeup, and this is what's going to be the clip, and that's fine. We did it to ourselves, and it is time to continue to share the joy of wrestling with y'all. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Alrighty, Lindsay Kelk, what you putting over? I am putting over, I, I was really torn because I really wanted to put over Johnny Gargano's baby fighting with his dog, uh, which I thought was wholesome and, and delightful. And then I showed it to Jeff and he was like, the kid like looks quite upset. And I'm like, I think they are just playing and Johnny wouldn't have posted it if, if, he, if he wasn't. Um, but like, that might trigger some people. Um, so instead, I'm going to put over the new season of Dark Side of the Ring, which I didn't even know was back. I thought it had been cancelled. That shows you how good I am. Yeah, well, because I know that like they have this deal now where WWE works with Vice, which is why I'm like, Booans. Um, but it's back. Booans. It's back. I watched uh, three of the new episodes and uh, the first couple are, ex- I mean, classic Dark Side of the Ring, just deeply, deeply depressing and tragic and traumatic. Yeah. Um, but the third episode is about Magnum TA, which is a story I didn't know that much about. Mm-hmm. I, you know, don't, I wasn't in America and I was not born for all of it. Um, So I I wasn't as familiar with his story and I definitely didn't know so much about what he meant to the industry and what his potential was in the industry. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it happened all um, around where Jeff is from. So he was super into it too. We watched it together and and Mm. we both really loved it. And while it is a very sad story because, you know, his career ended due to an accident, not a spoiler because... That happens quite early on and you probably already knew it. She's probably better informed than I am. It's also kind of inspiring to see him still up and about and um, living a life that he's content and fulfilled by. Yeah, I mean, so many of our legends do like not get to do that. And so few of those dark side stories end that way. So to be able to end on a man who is still living and breathing and says, hey... I managed to live a life and I've been happy. I I appreciated that. So I'm going to put over not only the show, but old Terry himself. Imagine if he'd been our Terry, if he'd been the only one. The only Terry. The only Terry. (sighs) What a different timeline. I'm batting my eyes as we speak. I'm like, oh. So for me, I'm putting over, I'm putting this over because it's timeless and amazing. It's only tangentially wrestling related. Back in the day, there was a very infamous thread from the bodybuilding forum where a lot of things have come out about different people. It was a huge bodybuilding forum. 
where um these aren't wrestlers it's just funny a bunch of dudes are trying to figure out how often they can work out in a week with recovery and rest days and it's five pages of dudes arguing about how many days in a week there are i've also been hearing about this for years and i don't think i've ever seen it and then he links to the um bodybuilding forums in question and it's literally people like arguing about like well if you count sunday of one week that means you can't count sunday of the next week it is hilarious lindsay kelk and it makes me laugh and laugh and laugh and it's timeless so really that's what i'm putting about up people I it's, really worry about people. And everyone calling each other dumb. And I'm like, this is the internet. <laughs> this is what the Welcome internet is. Welcome to the internet. It's not even that they're like, like really like uh, uh, bodybuilding bros. It's mostly that it's like, oh, this is the internet. Two people calling each other stupid for not figuring out what days of the week are, even though we all know what they are. And then as per usual, we need three to have a three count. So Julian... What you putting over, babe? I was having a really hard time thinking of what I wanted to put over because it's actually like, uh, you know, if it's truncated week, we'll be doing multiple three counts. And so I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with pretty obvious, obvious low-hanging fruit, but obvious important low-hanging fruit. So there was the week that we were recording. This is the week that AEW Collision debuted on TNT. And, you know, I've made it clear that I'm just, I'm, I'm not playing the game with Punk anymore. I'm just not really a fan of everything he does. It's just, you know, it is what it is. I hope, you know, if you guys are fans of him, I hope you guys are having fun. But the one thing he did do that uh, I think is important was that at the end of the show, he brought on a kid who said, who with mm. a sign in the crowd that said, protect uh, LGBTQ kids. Hell yeah. And they brought the fan into the ring. They had a great time holding up the sign mm-hmm. with the great fan and FTR. And it, it struck me as something that, like, you know what, at least he continues to be on the right side of history, <sighs> even if he continues to be kind of, you know, a little bit, a little bit pissy about some things that I think are kind of stupid and don't really matter. <laughs> um, <so laughs> it, but if that doesn't tell you how important a message it is, that, like, even the biggest villains are on the right side of that battle. Right. So get Ooh. on top of it, people. Right. Get on top of it. And it's very funny to me that uh, all the people that CM Punk uh, very heavily seems to have professional problems with all would probably agree with him on that. You know, I can't imagine yeah, that yeah. Kenny the Elite and, and Hangman Adam Page are, would feel a sort of way about that kind of message. So at least... Oh, no effing way. Like, yeah. Kenny has... There's photos of Kenny standing in front of, like, a sign that's, like, a transgender flag that was, like, in... Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, no, yeah. Kenny would not. So it's like, boys, yeah, just see, get together look. and agree on the things that actually matter and stop complaining about dumb Basic things, things yeah. Basic things matter. Thank you, Julian. Fuck turfs always. So that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me and Danielle Radford. Lindsay Kelk, what are you plugging for a month from now? myself. Yeah, you are. Because if you're in the UK right now, I'm in your country. I am hanging around weirdly in bookshops slightly more dressed up than usual and wearing eyeliner and asking you i'm just a girl standing in a bookshop asking (laughs) you to come and see me and and i am asking you to buy a book i am asking you to buy a book but you don't have to you can just come in and say hello saturday i'm doing a signing in milton Keynes. sunday i'm doing a signing at blue water and then tuesday which is another day i want to say it's the 25th i am in liverpool so all that information is on my Instagram. And That's amazing. Twitter. I'd and say it's on you... my website, but it isn't because I haven't updated it. But it will be soon. Um, so I come want see you me. to do it again, but like not here on TikTok in the style of the nanny <laughs> theme song. <laughs> 
No. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll do it. I will do it just for you. I'll do it just for you. I'm, just for I'm tired Don't. just from saying it now. But yeah, all that information is on my social media at Lindsay Kilk. But I would love to see you. And quite frankly, if you don't come and see me, they won't let me do it again. Please. Do that. Please. Please. Please go do that again. Go check out all of Hal's socials because anytime he's doing something, and I'm sure he probably has something that's going on if you're at San Diego Comic-Con. He usually has at least a couple of like satellite events because of all of the amazing things he does. So make sure that you check out his Twitter and his Instagram where he plugs all of his good stuff. As for me, I don't know if I'm going to SC, uh, SDCC. I don't know if I'm going this year. The best place to see me this weekend might be for the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. I don't know. So check my socials. I'll let you know. By that time, I will stop being the irritating person with something to announce and I'll have something to say. So go check me out there. <laughs> Our producer is the pun and done Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Hey, Swish. Michael Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. So as always, we are putting him over for that. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members that keep this show going. We really, truly could not do this without you. And you could keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com and you can help us celebrate Ice Cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Here comes the pain, bow to the masters, this is a podcast, they are podcasters. Max Fun's the network, Dyson Bites is the name. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.